Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Good Risings. I'm Jackie. And I'm Brian. And this is Grateful Grains. Welcome back. This week, we've been discussing the importance of embracing imperfection. We got it started Monday with missed opportunities. Tuesday, we moved on to goals. Wednesday, we dug in on the physical. Yesterday, we switched to psychological. And we're wrapping it up today with relational. As we discussed yesterday, our lived experience is part of the foundation of our identity. It dictates whether and how we're able to connect. And it can alter the way that we understand expressions of love. Today, we're taking a closer look at what happens when our past, which is informing on our present, becomes a burden within our relationship. First and foremost, we want to address the idea that we have to have healed before we find the one. There is a narrative making rounds that our growth is entirely on our own, that no one else can or should play a role. While it's true that we don't have to have a partner or we shouldn't look to a partner, to fulfill all of our needs, it's entirely off base to say partnership shouldn't be integral in our healing. Relational trauma is best healed within relationships. Right. It's like the ghost stories where the suffering entity relives its very worst moments over and over again until it can complete its unfinished business. Oftentimes, we're attracted to partners who in some way continue the narrative which began when we were children. We're attracted to what's familiar and subconsciously drawn to situations which might help us heal our wounds. Unfortunately, it's the very same road which often leads to unhealthy relationships, where we end up in the same abuse cycles we experienced as children. We certainly shouldn't enter into and engage in these environments without awareness, but with awareness, we can heal through changed narratives within relationships. Again, whether or not we've come to terms with the concept, we all have aspects of ourselves which are rooted in trauma, events which triggered a lifetime's worth of subconscious responses. And those responses often dictate the way we engage in our most intimate connections. When we can normalize and even embrace the concept of imperfection, it's easier to see one another on a human level. We can actively engage in discerning what might be a trigger based on an old wound, and we can do that work alongside each other. Mutual growth is a beautiful thing, and partners that really last both have an eye on it. It's the connection that brings you together, but it's the emotional maturity that keeps you together. It's not about finding a partner who has flawless emotional maturity. It's about finding someone who can match our level of commitment and growth. It's about sharing a commitment to healing, becoming more aware, and becoming more present. When we embark on a journey of healing, being in a relationship or starting a relationship with someone who isn't on that journey or isn't interested in that journey can completely derail us. In extreme scenarios, partners who aren't ready or interested in healing might even mock the progress we want to make. They may belittle or make it seem futile. But you'll know you're done with trauma bonds when irresponsible, inconsistent behavior no longer seems sexy, spontaneous, or exciting. When relationships become a space to grow and evolve, 
not reenact childhood trauma. It's when we stop betraying ourselves in order to be chosen. Dr. Nicola Perra, the holistic psychologist says, healing is not about finding the perfect partner who doesn't trigger you. It's about finding a partner to actively create a safe container to grow, evolve, and self-express within. We don't have to, and we shouldn't try to do the work alone. We can review the friendships in our lives in the very same way we review our romantic ones. We can grow faster together, but having a friend who is not interested in doing the work with you is like having an anchor chained to your ankles. Healing together allows for two people to be vulnerable together, to engage in conscious communication, to ask for help when they need it, to provide safety for one another, And that's the ultimate goal. Thanks so much for joining us on Grateful Grains. You can find us on Instagram at Good Risings, or you can find me at B McMuffin. And you can find me at Jacqueline M. Wood underscore one. See you again Monday. Until then, remember, a better tomorrow starts with today. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.